here's Brian Burke, and I'll include you into this thing. Oh, he's Brian's a bedtime story. Kids. Yes. Okay, when when we're all when in the past or present, when we're reading stories to our uh, to our kids, and and you think they're asleep, what? Do a, you, no, no. Do do you gamble and get out of the room fast, or do you sit back no. and and wait the the I, two or three minutes to confirm that they're asleep? I confirm. You well, confirm? I, yes. I still read to them all the time. They're six and eight. I read to them every night when I'm home. So okay. I always ask, I say, Marin, Gracie, and see if they respond. I, Brian, re- I read to Jill and hope she passes out. <laughs> That's your wife. <laughs> have, you, have you ever tried to skip pages? Oh, it I've, doesn't work. I've tried that. Okay, that, we need, can we get into the lockout? That doesn't now? happen. Uh, just so you know, Brian, we, we thank you for coming on, and Mac's going to try and get you fined. No, I'm not. So well, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> Have you been tempted at all to speak of it? Is it like you've been quiet? Well, we're we're obligated to be quiet. I mean, it's not just a it's not just the threat of a fine. Um, basically, we have a team that is handling this negotiation on behalf of the owners. We trust them, and we believe in their leadership. So, I mean, I was in the room earlier in the summer for some of the meetings. Uh, I have not been recently, but it's not just that. Yes, if we talk about it, we're subject to fine. That's true of all league and club employees. Right. But it's also that we trust these guys. Brian, you were—I know you were in earlier. Is there a for you to go? Can you just pick up the phone and say I'd like to attend, or or what's the protocol from from the league on this? No, if they these guys, if they want me to come, they know how to reach me. I'm not going to ask them to go. I think if they think I can be useful, or if we're getting closer and. My input on hockey stuff is helpful. They they had two general managers involved in the summertime, myself and Jimmy Rutherford. And by the way, if I'm slurring my words, it just came from the dentist. <laughs> our, our team dentist, Dr. Charles Goldberg, great guy, but uh, my lip is still numb. So if you're wondering, geez, he sounds like he's uh, yeah. You know, but that's um, no. If they want it, if they want to get a hold of me, they know, they know how yeah. to reach me. Mac, you should try and use that excuse sometimes. Slur, slur your words. I was at the dentist last night at ten o'clock. We have a we have a. <laughs> Surprise segment coming up in the third period of the Hockey Central at noon, just based on what happened last night around the city and the uh, the great uh, deal that uh, that the Toronto Blue Jays pulled off. So we'll deal with that in just a little bit. And this, these interviews can sometimes swirl uh, out of control. So I want to get uh, and congratulate you on something that you're doing with Covenant House, Brian. Uh, just just take us through uh, the latest uh, role that you're taking with Covenant House. Yeah, thank you, Darren. I was going to bring it back to that uh, anyways, but I appreciate you doing it for me. This uh, tomorrow night, we're doing a great uh, the executive sleep out here in Toronto. Uh, it's an event that's taking place in various other cities around the globe, and it's to raise uh, awareness for homeless youth. Covenant House has been providing assistance to homeless youth in Toronto and elsewhere uh, for more than 30 years. So Arlene Dickinson from Dragon's Den fame and I are the co-chairs. Um, Chief Blair is sleeping out with us. Um, Christine McGee from Sleep Country Canada, Duncan Hane from Scotiabank. So we're spending the night sleeping outside with a sleeping bag and a piece of cardboard. Uh, obviously, uh, for one night, uh, facing the conditions that face homeless youth, homeless youth in our city. And so it's to raise uh, awareness and funds. Each of us has raised a fair amount of money as well. And if people want to help, they can go online at covenanthouse.ca and uh, make a contribution. But I think it's a a real important cause in our city. And, you know, when Chief Blair, if he's willing to do this, to me that says a lot. And uh, we're going to try and raise a lot of money and raise a lot of awareness on behalf of homeless youth here in Toronto. Well, Arlene's been a great giver of her time, uh, obviously, a trip over to Afghanistan as well. 
Yeah, she's you know she's a good friend of mine, and I'm very pleased and proud to do this with her. Brian Burke is with us, so let's uh, slide back to uh, to the hockey side of things. Uh, how how much are you following the Marlies on a day by day basis as far as watching their games and also trying to get out and uh, and do a lot of scouting? Well, trying to divide our time basically in the three ways here. If we don't have Leaf hockey to watch, we're trying to work on the corporate side here and make sure we're looking after our corporate partners and sponsors. We're trying to scout on the amateur side. You suddenly got a little bit more free time, so been into Moose Jaw to see Morgan Riley. Watched uh, our kids from a development standpoint in Oshawa. Saw Tyler Biggs play. Uh, that type of thing. Chasing guys that we already own, and also looking, getting ready for next year's draft, the upcoming draft. And then third, watching the Marlies. I've been to Abbotsford for two games. I've been to Rico for a game. Uh, I will see them in Hamilton Friday night. Uh, they play at home. Uh, they're in Hamilton Friday night. We are home both Saturday and Sunday at 3 o'clock this weekend if people want to see the Marlies. Yeah, we have that game on Saturday on Sportsnet. It's on Sportsnet, correct. And, um, and Morgan Riley's playing, I think, uh, I think that's on, if I'm not mistaken, I think Morgan Riley's playing on, uh, on TV and Sportsnet uh, Friday tonight. Night. And a Russian game. Yep. Tonight oh, great. Night. Oh, great. Tonight and tomorrow Tonight night. and Thursday. Brian, just... Tonight Thursday, sorry, yeah. Brian, from a, from a management perspective... It, it's it's a you know with the CBA going on, how much time are you spending saying okay, what if this happens uh, to the cap or what if that happens? Or are you or are you getting involved in that? Is there is there a lot of planning around that as to what may you think may happen vis-a-vis uh, numbers and how it affects your team? Uh, that's an excellent question. We have done some modeling as far as internally. Uh, Claude Weisel does all of our contract and cap stuff, so we have done some modeling on what-if scenarios, what if it looks like this, what if it looks like that. Uh, I'd be surprised if, if all teams aren't doing some of that. Yeah. Uh, but not, we're not spending a lot of time on it. it doesn't you know? It, we, we feel we'll get – the league is really good about some things, and one is that as you get to a resolution on any type of uh, – dispute, whether it's, you know, we're doing an international transfer agreement with a country. The league has been terrific historically at giving you plenty of notice and then giving you time and direction on transition. So right. uh, we're not spending a lot of time on it, Mac. I think it's a great question, and, a, and, a, and we have spent some time on it. Cole Doisel is a very bright guy. I, think, I don't think he gets enough credit from our front office staff here. Uh, he played more a ten-year career in the NHL. Went back as a mature student, got his law degree, interned at the NHL, worked for Tampa Bay Lightning, and a good guy, a great guy, guy. and a hockey guy. Yeah, a guy big that time. Played in the NHL, played the game right, played hard, good guy, and uh, he's doing most of that for us. Hey Brian, if you know the the talk of a fifty-fifty, um, and you know we we know the cap will will come down, um, you know without saying that you you've you've nailed it down in terms of uh you know projections is it is it safe to say that you're gonna you or any other team that is capped out will be in a tough situation make some hard decisions really quick if if the cap drops seven eight million dollars well that then we are going to cross the line at that point kipper if i go into that kind of detail i'm going to cross the line and get in trouble um like i say that i think the league historically has been good about giving notice and you would have to guess if there's a scenario like that it's going to affect a lot of teams and the nhl will uh will give us some direction on how to go or how to deal with it yeah. so i'm not going to spend a lot of yeah. time on that but for yeah. me to 
once we start talking about numbers and how we get there, I think I'm going to quickly cross that line and get whacked, and I ain't doing that. Okay. Brian, Brian, <laughs> what enough. about uh, just on training camp, uh, have you thought, like, I mean, we hear seven day, ten days. How many guys would you bring to camp? Uh, Morgan Riley, would he be a consideration? But Or would you just bring your, your 20, 23 plus maybe a few, got three, three or four from the Marlies? How would you structure your camp? And well, would there be exhibition games? Like, these are a lot of questions we're being asked, and, and I don't even know if you have the answer. I don't. Uh, the answer is, I don't have an answer to, would there be exhibition games? I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever the NHL says, it, it, let's first off, let's hope this is something we have to talk about. Right. Let's hope that the league and the PA are successful in coming up with a system that works for everybody and we get back to work. If we do, the league will negotiate some type of training camp with uh, the PA whether they're preseason games or not, um, my guess is that they will not be at a premium. If there is a deal to be made, that those days will be better spent training, but that's up yeah. to the NHL. Whatever they tell us is fine. At this point, we have received no direction in that regard. Okay. Brian Burke is with us. You, uh, H team is actually allowed to bring up uh, two prospects uh, to training camp. Uh, that was the maximum allowed. Eleven teams didn't put any names down. Uh, you do have two guys on your list, including Morgan Riley. Do you, do you plan on bringing the two players into camp if, if there is a... If we're fortunate enough to play, Darren, yes. Okay. And David Broll is the other one we're from here in the OHL. So up north, yeah. Um, yeah, and we're uh, no, we would, we would. I think, I think those kids deserve that shot. And Morgan Riley has played well enough, and David Broll has played well enough that our, I want to put them in a position that if we're able to play, that the coaches have a decision to make on those players. Brian, how about uh, you know from from the Marleys here? You'd have to pick and choose the guys obviously you think would have a legitimate shot of playing right away um off to a slow start i know the teams uh, won the other night um but where are you with some individuals there we know that you guys went to a final is it um has it been tough there managing that success from last year from a team and an individual point of view because we know some guys are off to slow starts well um, this is good because i can answer these questions without <laughs> worrying about getting fined there you go. The dental work is still an issue, though. We can't get rid of that yet. And can um, you update us on Luongo at the same time? <laughs> and, and no, I, let's start I, with Kadri and Colburn. We're, we're, the Marlies are 7-4-1. and one. I hope for the rest of my life those are my slow starts. Yeah, seven, four, yeah. And one. wake up. Kids. Well, I'm talking about the first five games. You're I'm talking about Kadri, Kadri had no goals the first, what, six games, seven games. Well, you said the Marlies are out to a slow start. <laughs> okay, so. all right. <laughs> Uh, seven four and one is a slow start. I think there are a lot of GMs would love to have slow starts. We're seven four and one, but you're right. We did start slowly. We won four in a row. That changes that record dramatically, obviously. Yeah. So we went through Texas and picked up eight points out of a potential eight points. Uh, that's a good swing. I don't think too many teams will do that this year, or for that matter, anytime soon. Uh, I think it's an American Hockey League record too. Three wins in three nights with three different goaltenders. I believe that's a record. Someone told me. Um, all three goalies played those first three games. Um, we have a couple guys off the slow starts. Nas has seven points, so it's not like he's not doing anything. He's only got one goal, which he got the other night. He he was a healthy scratch, but that's uh, so is Joe Colburn, for that matter. Um, that's a function of numbers, too. With, with this whole setup, with all the numbers we have there and our inability to put some guys into the East Coast League, we're carrying like five extra guys, six extra guys there. So you're going to see some guys be healthy scratches in a – in a four and five or four and six uh, stretch like we just had, but Nas ha- has off to a slow start goal wise. He's got one goal. Um, we expect that to pick up. Uh, obviously, 
we didn't think his preparation was as good as it should have been, and that's probably being reflected in his performance. But he is a good kid and a hard-nosed kid, and we expect that swing to come back. Colburn's a different case because he had surgery and was not clear to handle a puck or do full contact drills till right when camp started. So I'm not surprised he's off to a slow start statistically. Uh, I will tell you this. He's played well, and his feet are moving well. He's getting around the ice well. We're happy with that part. Um, renowned hockey insider John Shannon uh, made a comment a few weeks ago that you, in fact, have a deal done with Luongo. Can you confirm or deny this? <laughs> well, I can't confirm anything like that, obviously, because it, it, you talk about a player's under contract right, exactly. to another team. It's tampering. You can emphatically deny something that's not true, and I emphatically deny that that's true. There is no deal in place. Mike Gillis denied it immediately. I denied it immediately, and uh, there is no deal in place for this player or any other player with the Vancouver Canucks. And Mike Gillis and I may disagree on things from time to time, but we agree on this thing. Can you confirm or deny that this interview was less painful than the <laughs> dental work? The dental work was not painful. Our team dentist is great. So it just I feel like an idiot because I can't talk very well. But now, are you like us, like the Seinfeld waiting room situation? We were talking about that the other day. Do they make you wait as well, or you, do you move right in? What's the waiting room? Well, the waiting room at the dentist's office. I was kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. Oh, he yes. just. What? I think he think he answered so the question. So you don't get moved to another room to wait there too. I, <laughs> I often, often have to wait. But today, since I was late, they took me right in. I walked in about thirty seconds before I was See, supposed to be. And there. that's what I do. I what? always go fifteen minutes late. And make them wait for me. Is Bri- what I do. Brian, one more confirm or deny that Mac turned down an invitation from the Covenant House because it wasn't held at the Four Seasons. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they invited Mac. I don't think they want him anywhere near these young kids. <laughs> That's a brutal comment. Uh, My son listens to this podcast, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, and uh, stay warm. Hey, take care, Brian. Thanks, guys.